the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show, and I'm just so happy to be with you today. I really am. Um, we just got done with our annual E. coli termite and pest controls annual meeting. And it's a big deal because it's a two-day affair. Uh, we have all of our offices, our seven offices, come together in one location, and we eat together, we laugh together, we learn together, and we connect and we build relationships by being together and talking about, you know, what's working and what's not working and how we could do it better. And it's really, really a healthy time, and it's a kickstart for the year. Uh, it, it's a sacrifice because we have to sacrifice the cost of money and location. And uh, some of the people that come the furthest distance, like San Diego and Santa Maria, we, we have to get a hotel room for them. And we have to, you know, just do all of these extra things. And it takes like two weeks of just focused attention on, all right, how do we prioritize our um, message and it's interesting because we start off and we're saying, okay, this needs to be talked about. This we could do without. This we need to talk about. And then there's this theme that happens. The theme that happens is when everybody comes together and says what the areas that they're struggling with or they feel is the most important. And then the theme appears. And it's interesting how that happens. Uh, last year, it was being a servant and a good steward. And we changed our vision even to include those words because we felt that's Really part of what E. coli is all about is teaching us how to be better servants and to be a good servant and also how to be a good steward with what God has given us. And so E. coli really focuses on the person, our employees, and focuses on our customers. And we had more involvement with our employees getting up on in the front with the microphone and it's not easy to do for a lot of people and they did it they just they met the challenge head on they got out of their comfort zone and they got up there and they talked and it was so helpful and everybody said it was the best meeting yet because of the uh, involvement of all of the people and a collaboration that happened in the meeting I bring all that up to tell you that it really drives home this message today on when you're working God is watching not only is your boss watching and your your other co-workers are watching, management's watching, everybody's watching, the customers are watching, everybody's watching how you work. So we had an exercise where we had teams, and I, I reverted back to when, do you remember, I mean, I'm older, and we used to have games in the, in, you know, we had recess, and we had games to where we played games with balls, like tetherball and uh, dodgeball, if you're my age, or I don't know, you, you will remember these games and get a smile on your face, because they were so much fun for most people. Some people didn't like it out there, but most people did, and it was fun. 
Anyway, so they would pick teams. You would have two team leaders. We picked names out of a hat, and it was two technicians that actually had to be the team leaders. And then they had to choose their team, and they had to choose one person from every department because they wanted to win. So they, it was interesting to see who they chose. And then we had a paper board and asked what were the qualities or what was the reason why you chose that specific person. And it was very interesting, the words that came up, like team player, dependable, knowledgeable, willing to take that extra step and, and work that extra mile. All of those things were part of the things that the team was looking for. And in any team, you're only as strong as your weakest link. So at Ecola, what we're trying to do is we're trying to build a strong team. And some people wanted to get involved, and some people opted out. And they would show up late, or they wouldn't participate. And I kind of just brought it to everybody's attention that You know, what you do with your moments, the choices that you make, the involvement, or that when you take those steps, those chances, and step out of your comfort zone, it's amazing what can happen when you do that. If we're always comfortable, it's fine to be comfortable, but sometimes we have to step out of our comfort zone in order to do what you were purposed to do. At 60, I stepped out of a plane I did, and I, I I think about this, and I'm thinking, it was the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. I can talk on the radio. I can talk in front of a huge audience, but jumping out of a plane was the scariest thing I've ever done, and yes, people ask, would you do it again, and my answer is no. I, I can mark that off. It wasn't even on my bucket list, but I can mark it off for sure now, but I can say at 60 years old, I jumped out of a plane, and I think that's kind of cool to be able to say that. So what are, what are the things that you have on your list or even off your list that scare you, scare you, scare you to the point? There was one gentleman who had his back to me, and I didn't even know who it was because his back was to me. And I was talking, and there was some laughter going on. So I asked the person in this certain color that stood out, um, hey, you want to come up here, and, and, and I'm going to um, ask you a couple questions. And they, and they opted out. They just said, uh, not today. And so I made that opportunity a teaching opportunity not to embarrass that person, but to say how many of us want to say not today? How many of us would rather choose to not get uncomfortable than to to be uncomfortable and thrust through whatever is holding us back? So that was one of the many messages, one of the many lessons that Ecola learned this last Thursday and Friday. It was so much fun and so many people came up and just said, you know, when I said, what did, what did you learn? What's the lesson? What are you taking away from this? Because I always do that. You know, whether you're spending money on a seminar or you're just in a classroom setting, I'm always looking for that golden nugget because you can take notes all day long, but the one thing that's going to stand out above and beyond, you walk out of that room and you say, what am I taking away from here? In your head, in your heart, what are you taking away from this message? What are you going to take away from this podcast today? What are you going to take away from this Sue Freeze that's going to make a change, a little switch, a little, a little twitch of a change in your thinking, in your action, that's going to change your life forever? It can be a slight change, and it can make a huge difference. So I'm excited, and I want you to share with me. Would you please, please share with me? And all you have to do is go to Sue, S-U-E, Freeze, 
spelled like fries, you know, like French fries, suefreeze.com. I want you to go there and I want you to connect with me. You can go on the website and there's all these different things that you can find out. The five love languages. I'm riding a unicycle talking about the five love languages. There's another video that I'm on the Harley and I was in an accident and I'm saying to get back up and get back on. I think there's a horse video. I'm not sure, but I think there is. And there's other videos and there's just messages there that can, that can just help. Maybe you're going through a tough time. Maybe you've just lost a loved one. Whatever your situation is, there's probably, because of 10 years of accumulating podcasts, I am sure there is a message there that could lift you up and encourage you and help you and, and just say to you, you're not alone. God's with you. He's there for you. He's there for me, and I'm so thankful for that. But he's also there for you. Isn't that wonderful? He's there for you. So this meeting took a lot out of me personally. My key staff worked so hard to make it all come together. It was a really beautiful place. I had two employees, my assistant and and Daniel, and they picked the place. I didn't even go and look ahead of time. That's trust. It's the first time I haven't, like, been involved in where we're going to have the meeting because I said, you know what? I trust you. You go find the place. And they did. And I said, you know what? I trust you. You figure out the food. And they did. And everything was beautiful and wonderful. And you know what made it the best? I didn't have to deal with it. I had to pay the check. But I didn't have to think about it because I knew that I had surrounded myself with a circle of staff. I have great, great staff that, you know, lift me up and hold us all together. And it's just wonderful. And I feel so blessed and so fortunate to have the team that we have at Ecola. And uh, side note, if you need termite or pest control or insulation or rodent exclusions, you need to call us because we'll take care of it. And since I'm on another subject, I'm going to say that I would love to welcome you to Lunch with Susie. It's back. And it's going to be on January 28th, 2020, which is right around the corner. And it's a Tuesday. It's going to start at 11. And then I'm going to choose. It's only 12 people, 12 seats. You have to go on suefreeze.com and you can pay on PayPal. You just sign up there. Come in. Some of you have already said you want to join in. You were here last year and you loved it and you wanted to come back. And I love that. It's very intimate. Only 12 seats. So hurry and get those tickets now. It includes, I think we just said it's going to be a lasagna lunch, which yum, yum. And you'll get a tour of KKLA, KRLA, the fish. They're all here at the station. And it's in Glendale. So I think that's enough information to get you here. And I'm hoping I see you. And it's Tuesday, January 28th at 11 o'clock. So it's lunchtime. It's going to be an extended lunch. And I'm just loving. I just cannot wait to get intimate and, and to just meet you and get to know you on a, you know, on a deeper level. So join us. Okay. All right. Thanks. All right, so we're in on the Sufi show, and we're going to talk today about when you're working, God is watching. And this is by Rick Warren, and I just love him. I just think he's so great. Don't just do what you have to do to get by, but work heartily as Christ's servants doing what God wants you to do. Ephesians 6, 6. That is so true. See, you are working for your boss. Yes, you are. You were hired by your boss. To do a job, and you know what the expectations are, I hope, and you're exceeding those, I hope. You're striving for excellence in everything, and you're asking questions because you do want to measure up. 
You know, I, I tell people, you know, like, where do you think you are from a scale from one to 10? Where are you in your job performance? Where would you say you are? Where would you be? If, if your boss right now asked you where you were in your job performance, and let's say in ministry, where are you in your ministry? How are you doing? From one to 10, where would you say you are? Then ask whoever it is that would be the person that's expecting from you or invited you in or hired you. Ask them where they feel you are. Sometimes there's a discrepancy, and you can apply the same method to your personal relationships with your children, with your spouse, with your significant other, with your brothers and sisters or your mom and your dad. How are you measuring up in the family of origin? How are you measuring up in the team? How are you measuring up at the office? It's really good to have that, that bar, right, because you have to know where you are, you have to know where you're going, and you have to know how you're going to get there. What steps are you going to take to go from a five to a seven? What is it you need to do to raise that bar? In a personal life, what do you need to do to get from the seven to an eight or a nine? What is it that you need to do? It's really open communication. It's intimate conversation that can be very healthy for any relationship, whether it's marriage, whatever relationship it is. So if you're a believer, no matter who your boss is at work, I'm going back to the article that was from Sue Freeze, and now we're back to Rick Warren. If you're a believer, no matter who your boss is at work, ultimately you're working for God. Whether or not anyone else sees what you do, God sees, and he doesn't want you to waste the time and resources of your employer. I love that because it's so true, and I get very frustrated when I feel like time is being wasted because time is money. If we go the long way around, if we get gas at a higher rate, then we have to. Those are just two of the many, many issues in our business that can cause us undue expenses. Maybe you hate your job. Maybe you think you're underpaid. It really doesn't matter. The Bible says to do more than just the minimum required. God calls you to give your best. That's what integrity looks like. I love that word integrity, and it's not spoken very often anymore, and it is so important in any relationship to have integrity, the honesty and trust that's built. You may know someone who only works hard when the boss is watching, or you may see someone who takes company supplies home from the office, which is a form of stealing, or you may work with someone who takes extra long breaks every day, or consistently comes in late and leaves early. Would you believe God compares this kind of work ethic to vandalism? Proverbs 18.9 says, Slack habits and sloppy work are as bad as vandalism. The Living Bible translates the verse this way, A lazy person is as bad as someone who destroys things. God considers it a serious sin when we don't give a full day's work for a full day's pay. Even if no one else at work gives their all, Followers of Jesus should. When you work as if you're working for God, he will bless your integrity. Yes, your employer most likely will notice your commitment to the success of the company or organization, and that may lead to financial blessings. But more importantly, you will grow spiritually as you work in obedience to God. Talk it over. Talk it over. 
I just want to say thank you. If you're tuning in right now, it's no coincidence that you're in on this show right now because there's something that God wants to say to you. So you're listening to The Sue Freeze Show on KKLA 99.5 or The Word, KDAR in Ventura or KPRZ in San Diego or KUHL. We're syndicated, and it's amazing how many stations are picking us up, and I'm very excited about that. Ten years. That's a long time, don't you think? I think that's a really long time. Surprises me to think that we're where we are in January already. It's just crazy to me. I'm thinking it's the first week, and it's not the first week of January. So talk it over. Why would God consider it stealing when we don't give our best effort at work? Once you realize that your real boss is God, how does that change the way you approach your vocation? What do you think God would say about how you spend your time at work? What kind of adjustments do you need to make, if any? Look for ways to bring people together. God has restored our relationship with him through Christ and has given us this ministry of restoring relationships. In other words, God was using Christ to restore his relationship with humanity. He didn't hold people's faults against them, and he has given us this message of restored relationships to tell others, 2 Corinthians 5:18 and 19. When you want to repair a relationship where there is a conflict, you have to focus on reconciliation, not resolution. Hmm. Now, this hits home for me right now because we had some situations, and I'm, I'm listening carefully. Are you? There's a big difference. Reconciliation means reestablishing the relationship. It doesn't mean you'll remarry your ex. It just means you're at peace with each other. See, in, in my company, there were some people that came in late or missed the photo, which was really important to me. There were things that happened or they took a, a longer lunch than they really needed to. Just little things, you know, like that. And, I'm, and I took it personally, which I, I guess I shouldn't, but I did. But also... Right now, trying to um, re- reconnect with these individuals, I-, I feel it's important that I have a one-on-one with them. And maybe a one-on-one needed to happen a whole lot sooner than now. But at least I've got it in my face, and I'm saying I'm going to do what I can to reconcile. I'm not going to hold a grudge. I'm not going to let this get to me. I'm going to just take it as a learning experience, and I'm going to do my best to reestablish a connection with these employees that may feel disconnected. And so I see it as an opportunity, an opportunity to grow in our relationship at work. So that's not a bad thing, is it? It might, it doesn't feel good at the moment. And I know some of you can relate with this with your personal situations. You know, we have disagreements. We have things that happen, whether it's with a sister or a brother or a mom or a dad or even your significant other or a child. But if our goal is to reconcile If our goal is to have this relationship long-term, it changes our focus, doesn't it, a little bit? And don't we choose our battles a little more wisely when we're thinking about that goal? I think we do. And I think it's really important that we focus on things in that manner. There's a big difference. Reconciliation means reestablishing that relationship. So resolution means you resolve every disagreement, and that just isn't going to happen, is it? Because the truth is there are some things in your marriage— your friendships, and your work relationships that you're just never going to agree on because we're all different. But you can disagree without being disagreeable. That's called maturity. That's called wisdom. That's called being like Christ. 
We can have unity without uniformity. We can walk hand in hand together without seeing eye to eye. If you focus on restoring your relationship, oftentimes the issue becomes insignificant. How many of your biggest arguments were over the smallest of things? Very few, I suspect. You need to get back to focusing on that relationship. There's a lot of conflict in the world. Boy, isn't that a true statement. It's filled with wars, division, arguments, prejudice, racism, terrorism, and partisanism. And as a result, we have broken relationships. We have broken economy. We have a broken government. We have broken marriages, and we have broken lives and broken hearts. I challenge you as a believer to commit to becoming an agent of reconciliation in a world filled with conflict. Become a bridge builder, not a wall builder. Look for ways to bring people together rather than tear them up. These are words from Rick Warren. I'm not going to take credit for these words. These are from Rick Warren. I totally stand by these words and agree completely, or I would not be stating them on the radio. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 18, 19, God has restored our relationship with him through Christ and has given us this ministry of restoring relationships. In other words, God was using Christ to restore his relationship with humanity. He didn't hold people's faults against them. And he has given us this message of restored relationships to tell others. Another thing I'm facing in my business, and I know other business owners are facing this too, is the difference in the way different age groups might look at every situation. You know, um, I have people that want to come work for me, and I'm used to full-time being, you know, five, eight-hour days, and they're saying, if I do this, do this, do this, is there any way I can get a a four-day work week? Is there any way I can make this a four-day work week? And I'm like, hmm, that's different. I mean, I can't say that I wouldn't want that for myself. But how do we make that work with labor laws the way they are? How do we make this work to have unity amongst the ranks? If I set this up with one person, how many more are going to want that? And is my customer going to be served as well if we are on a four-day work week? And with the six days of sick time now, how does all that work? We've got more time off, more paid this, more paid that. Financially, how does that all work? And how much increase do I have to raise my prices in order to compensate for these decisions that are being made, not by me? So with all that being said, there's a lot more, I think, in business for us that's coming up. And business is a good thing. And having a business and being able to um, have opportunities It's just, I have so many stories of my employees, of Ecola employees, where they've been with me. One gentleman got a huge, I think it's 65-inch, don't shoot me if I'm wrong, I think it's either 56 or 65-inch TV he he received from Ecola. And why did he get that? It's a curved TV. It's beautiful. He couldn't believe it. He was in shock. He had no idea, which was so fun to surprise him like this. But he's been with Ecola for 25 years And I'm so thankful for him and for this. And uh, it's the third TV we've given out, so I'm excited about that. We will be back with more of the Sue Free Show for part two right after this brief break. 
Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. Hey there, cutie. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUDS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma. Revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show after that brief break. And uh, thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Control, for sponsoring the show. And if you'd like to sponsor the show, I would love to talk with you. Because, you know, I've been advertising for, I don't know, 35, 40 years. I know a little bit about it, but I'm still learning, which makes it challenging and makes it great. But I know a lot, and I'd love to share that with you. It doesn't cost you anything to talk with me about that, and I'd love to share my knowledge with you and, and help you. So if you're a business owner and you are on the fence about radio or maybe you're on the fence about this type of radio or this type of, of listener, um, you could start out with me and it would be less expensive and I'd work with you and we could make this work. And then as you succeed and as you grow and the ROI is there for you, then, you know, I would I would introduce you to the people that you would need to be introduced to so that you could move right into the radio station and do more advertising and do all of that. But if you just want to get your toe in the water, if you just want to take one step and see if this is right for you, this is the place for you. And I want to talk to you. There's a lot of companies out there that are similar in size, and I'm thinking, gosh, I don't know why they're not advertising on this show. But you know what? I haven't really reached out to them other than on this show. So if you know a company or if you are that company, I would love to talk with you. If you'd like to get more people in your church seats, you can talk to me about that, too. This is a good place to do all of that. So I'm hoping you take me up on it. So how would you do that? You would connect with me by going to Sue Free, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. On the break, you probably heard a, a commercial with my son, Tyson. 
And I think that I talked about my Learning to Breathe book that actually is winning many, many awards. And the book is that people say, you know, it's not just about asthma, and it's not just about asthma. It's about a lot of things. It's about um, a journey in time with my son where this mother fought, fought, fought about um, helping my son have a healthy life with his asthma. But I learned a lot along the way on who to talk to about what and how to get what you need done done. And um, every every chapter has scriptures that kind of oversee the chapter on what lesson I learned uh, as far as a principle, a biblical principle, or a promise. And so it's just a good book. It's called Learning to Breathe. And people say, is it a yoga book? And I'm, no, it's not a yoga book. It's, uh, it's just a very special book. And I would love for you to get a copy. And you just have to go on suefreeze.com or Amazon. It's there. Um, I just had someone call me and tell me that uh, it's doing very well. And a couple years ago, I was invited to London because they chose my book as a featured book. And I thought it was kind of a hokey thing, and I didn't think it was real. And then, lo and behold, I flew to London, and it was real. And that was exciting, too. I'm really not promoting it very well, and um, it's just because I just I, I don't have enough time. Anyway, it's a great book. I'd love for you to get a copy. So let's just get back into this topic for today. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you have a ministry of reconciliation. It's your job to go out in society and say, God's done everything to put you back in fellowship with him. He's already paid for all your sins. You don't have to be his enemy. He's not mad at you. He's mad about you. Be reconciled to God. Be at peace with God. Then spread that peace with everybody else. Talk it over. God wants us to have a relationship with people, and that means talk it over. It doesn't mean send a text. And I'm talking to me right now. (laughs) Maybe you too, but I'm talking to me right now. What is a point of contention in your marriage or a friendship that you have not been able to resolve? What is a point of contention? Write it down. Pray about it. What steps can you take to focus more on that relationship and reconciliation instead of attempting to resolve that issue? How can you work to become an agent of reconciliation right where you are in your family, work, and community? So I'm going to give you 12 ways to preserve Christian unity. Are you ready for the 12 ways? These 12 points are based on Chapter 5 of Thomas Brooks' Precious Remedies Against Satan's Devices. I don't know where you are in your walk and what your understanding is, but let me just say that I have fought the battle, the spiritual battle. People kept saying it's not against flesh and blood, even though it looks like it's a battle with flesh and blood because I have battles with people. But really, the battle is so much more than that, and it's against the principalities. Satan is here to still kill and destroy. I want you to guard your hearts. Guard, 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 guard your minds. Because you really, really, really don't want the devil to get a foothold, not even a toehold, to your life. Because you have a purpose. And if you allow sin, if you allow the devil to come in, he doesn't come in like a roaring lion. He comes in with a slow fade. There's a song that says slow fade. And I thought that was a really good description of him. Slow fade. It's very slow. It's very easy. It's just so, it just sneaks in there. And before you know it, he takes over. And then there's so much that's messed up. And then secrets and lies, deception, 
fill the relationship, fill what's going on. And it's so hard to turn that around, not impossible with God, but it's hard. It's difficult to turn that around. I know firsthand. I know this. And I fought the battle. And we are victorious. That's the good news. We're victorious in Jesus' name. And when you have thoughts that you know are not from God, I have this bracelet that was given to me by a dear friend who prays for me every day. And it says, pray first. And I wear it on my wrist ever since I got it. And it's a reminder every day that I need to pray first. Before your feet hit the ground, you need to pray first. And I'm so thankful for this friend. And I'm thankful for this little reminder. I'm thankful for his prayers, and I'm thankful that he uh, reaches out to me quite often. And it just keeps me focused, keeps me encouraged. And I want to be that for you. I want to be that for you. So here we are with the 12 ways to preserve Christian unity. Satan hates God, and therefore he hates God's people, the church. His great plan for the church is to cause Christians, true believers who ought to be together in the gospel, to find ways of disagreeing among themselves, to divide, to be bitter, jealous, and ultimately to bite and devour one another. Galatians 5.15. Here are 12 ways that you can repulse Satan's attacks. Are you ready? Because we need to do this. We need to do this. Number one, spend more time considering evidences of grace in other Christians than you do pondering their sins and weaknesses. Okay, I'm hearing you, Lord. You as a Christian probably have a much greater ability to see weaknesses in other believers than to see strength. It is as if you use a magnifying glass when looking for weakness and a telescope when looking for grace. Brooks warns, sin is darkness, grace is light. Sin is hell, grace is heaven. And what madness is it to look more at darkness than at light, more at hell than at heaven indeed? Number two, consider the spiritual safety comes through spiritual unity. Christians united together are difficult to separate, difficult to break, difficult to pick off and destroy. It is when you isolate yourself by disrupting or denying unity, that you are most at risk. Did you hear that? Number three, meditate on God's many commands, demanding that we love one another. When you feel your heart begin to turn against another Christian, this is the time to turn to the many commands to love one another. Commands found in places such as John 15, 12, Romans 13, 8, Hebrews 13, 1, 1 John 4, 7, 1 Peter 1, 22, and so on. Allow God's word to convict you of love's necessity. Number four, spend more time considering areas of agreement than disagreement. What was working? What's working in a relationship? And then choose one thing that maybe needs some attention, but focus on what's working first. Be thankful. Give grace. The doctrines you share with other true believers on the foundational doctrines, the ones you do not share, are necessarily less central to the faith. Acknowledging that you and those with whom you disagree will spend eternity together should encourage you to not allow doctrines to separate you here on earth. Number five, consider your peaceful God. God is the God of peace. Christ is Prince of Peace, and the Spirit is the Spirit of Peace. Having made peace with God, 
having bowed before Christ, having been indwelled by the Spirit whose fruit is love, joy, peace, you now have the ability and ought to have the desire to be at true, deep, and lasting peace with other Christians. Number six, renew in your mind and heart what it means to be at peace with God. Preach the gospel to yourself. Because as you consider who you are in light of God's perfect goodness, holiness, and peace, you must soften towards others. I'm going to interject that if you go to Sue Freeze, when you go to Sue Freeze, spelt like friesmore.com, go there and go to the I am button, push the I am button, print out your free three pages of I am's and read those. And that helps renew your mind. And you will be transformed just by reading those every day. The I am's. It's free. Why not? You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. So why not? Do it. Number seven, meditate on the unique relationship between Christians. Psalm 133.1 proclaims the goodness and pleasantness of dwelling together in unity. There are some things in the world that are good but not pleasant and others that are pleasant but not good. But to live in peace to both pleasant and good, consider what it means to be bound together in God's family with fellow travelers who are all on the same pilgrimage to that very same destination. Have you ever been in that situation and it just feels so right? It just feels so right in your spirit, in your being. It just feels so right to be in that. It's because it is right. And you know, a light that has another light that has another light, it glows. It gets bigger and brighter, doesn't it? Yes, it does. You're listening to The Sue Free Show, and we're talking about how and how God looks at how we work. And he's watching us all the time. And not only is God watching, but everybody else is watching too. What do you want people to say about you? Because people talk. And at your funeral, what do you want them to say about you? I think about that. Number eight. Count the cost of disunity when relationships break down, disagreement inevitably follows, and every disagreement between Christians is a triumph of Satan. If you descend into disunity, you hand Satan a victory. Maintain peace and deny him the triumph. I really want to leave this earth. You have your own goals. I have mine. I want to leave this earth without any disgruntled anyone. I don't want to leave this earth without just having peace with the people that I have been in connection with. I think that's a good goal. If you descend into disunity, you hand Satan a victory. Maintain peace and deny him the triumph. That feels good, doesn't it? Number nine, be the first to seek peace and reconciliation. Don't wait for the other person. That's what this is saying. Be the first one. You go for it. You be that person. You are a Christian today only because God was the first to seek peace with you. You are now called and equipped to be the first to seek after peace, to attempt to pursue and maintain unity. As you do this, you have the high honor of acting as an imitator of God. Number 10, walk and work together with other Christians as far as possible, making the word the only judge of your actions. It is God's loss and your loss, and it is Satan's gain when you will not walk in love with other Christians. When you will not work arm in arm together with those with whom you have so much in common, there is so much more of the Lord's work we accomplish together than apart. Number 11. We're almost done here. Judge yourself more than you judge others. If you were to spend more time considering your own sin and less time considering the sins of others, 
you would never be so quick to judge and to separate your self from other true believers. Brooks says, There are no souls in the world that are so fearful to judge others as those that do most judge themselves, nor so careful to make a righteous judgment of men or things as those that are most careful to judge themselves. So they have the saying about, you know, when you point your finger out, there's three pointing back at you. And that's kind of what this is saying. That's the visual I get is that focus more on you and less on them when it comes to judgment. Because really, you can only you can only fix you, you know, so work on you. You definitely have not arrived because I know I haven't arrived. And that's the good news. And he's not done with you. And he's not done with me yet. And that's also good news. Number 12, pursue humility. Humility necessarily generates peace among Christians. Humility will prepare you to serve instead of be served, to overlook an offense, to pursue every kind of unity, to see others succeed where you fail, and to respond with joy and grace to every other possible source of disunity. I needed this. I needed this because I think I need to do more of this, and maybe you do too. And I do face humility and I do look at myself and I'm asking you to just, you know, take a snapshot of where you are right now and with what's been said here and give yourself a number, grade yourself on where you feel you are on these 12 issues. And from one to 10, where would you say you are now? And then take another step. And I want you to say, okay, this one area, I'm only going to focus on this because we can get overwhelmed on areas that need attention, right? So let's just take one. Let's just pick one right now. Let's pick one area that needs focus. And let's focus on that and work on it. And let's give it two weeks. Let's give it two weeks and let's work on that and catch ourselves every time we do something different than what we're trying to, to change in our spirit, in our mind, in our hearts. Let's do that and pull down those I am's, print them out for free, and read them every day. Can you do that? I hope you can. So I'm going to read out of Sarah Young's Jesus Calling, Enjoying Peace in His Presence. I have to tell you a little story. It's so funny. But um, I'm invited to places and people's homes and, and, and things, and I go into their prayer room, you know, like where they read their Bible and next to their Bible, they have this book. And I asked them, I said, oh, how long have you been reading this book? And it's so wonderful to hear that they said, oh, I heard you quoting out of this book, and I just had to go get it because I just loved what, what was being said. And I'm like, that's so cool. I'm so excited about that. So we're going to read again right now, and I'm going to share this with you. And what I say on the radio all the time is that, I haven't looked at this yet. I haven't looked at it until right now, and it's dated. Every day has a date, and I pull it up for the date that we're on, and I read it. And it's so amazing how, you know, when you pray and and the Lord reveals to you what you need to talk about based on whatever's going on in your spirit and your prayer life, and then you pull this up, and it, it, I can't even think about one time where it didn't jive. It didn't go along with the message. So, Without reading it yet, I'm saying that before I read it. So are you ready? Here's what it says. 
I want you to be all mine. I am weaning you from other dependencies. Your security rests in me alone, not in other people, not in circumstances. Depending only on me may feel like walking on a tightrope, but there is a safety net underneath the everlasting arms. So don't be afraid of falling. Instead, look ahead to me. I'm always before you, beckoning you on one step at a time. Neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation can separate you from my loving presence. And there's two scriptures that go along with this. The eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. He will drive out your enemy. Do you hear that? He will drive out your enemy before you, saying, destroy him. Remember we were talking about Satan, right? So that's so right on, isn't it? Here's another one. Neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's Romans 839 in case you want the address. So it it just goes right along with and what he's saying is he's with us. He's with us all the time. He's with you. So. I want to invite you again to the Lunch with Susie on January 28th. And we have these periodically throughout every county because I have syndicated radio show. And so I want to invite people from every station. So it's closer location for for each person based on the radio station. And so we're starting here. And I believe February I'm taking off because I am going to become a grandma. And I'm so excited about that. I'm going to have a little baby granddaughter. And I'm so excited. My daughter, Tiana, you've heard about her before if you've listened at all. And uh, she just got married last year. And now she's going to have a baby. And uh, I'm excited about it. So uh, she's due on February 2nd. So please pray for an a nice delivery with no complications and a happy, healthy baby girl and a happy, healthy my baby girl. And everything's going to go just wonderfully. And, uh, yeah, I'll keep you posted on that. I'm very excited about that. So that's a new chapter for me, being a grandma. I'm looking forward to it. She won't tell us what the name is. She, they've already chosen the name, but they haven't told me what it is yet. So I'm just calling her baby Gigi right now. So I, it's going to be interesting. I kind of have an idea. I'm thinking, but I'm not going to tell you. Maybe I should. No, I'm not. I'm not going to tell you what I think it is. I did tell my daughter, and she's staying very coy. coy. So I just don't know what it is, but um, kind of fun. Anyway, so Lunch with Susie, January 28th, that's at KKLA, and it's in Glendale, and you'll get a tour of the station. KKLA is here, KRLA is here, and The Fish is here also. So um, you get to tour. They're all in one building, and so you get to tour all of those. It's only going to be 12 people. I have to you know, cut it off at 12 people, and I think there's three that have signed up. As we speak, I had a problem with my PayPal, but it's fixed. So you go to Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, com, and you go there and you can pay online. And it's um, $25. That includes lunch. And it starts at 11. It will end at 1, probably one fifteen, because I'm going to be going on the air. And there will be one person chosen from those people that will actually come on the show with me. So be prepared to do that if you have any desire to do that. Um, be prepared to come on the show. And this is my thought, and I'm introducing, I'm, I'm just going to invite anybody and everybody that 
I love finding out people's stories because everybody has a story. And we learn from other people's stories. Just like I've told my story and people have said, I'm so glad you shared that and that you're so transparent because that really helped me because I was feeling that way. Or, you know, um, I have a friend that is going through a similar thing. And it just really helped that person when they heard that there was somebody else that went through it and got through to the other side. And is better because of it. Because sometimes when you're going through troubles, it's kind of hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel or, you know, the rainbow, you know, um, what's at the end of the rainbow. Uh, just It's just sometimes hard. And sometimes we, we, we move inward and we isolate ourselves. And maybe we don't tell people because we don't want to know what they're going to think or if they're going to judge you, right? So I just want to say that it's much better that um, – I always find that it's just easier when I find out there's other people out there that might be struggling, even as a new parent. I remember when I found Mommy and Me, a group, it made it so much easier for me to be with other moms with children the same age to say, your child does that too? Oh my gosh, I'm so, I'm not happy about it, but I'm glad that I'm not the only one that's experiencing that. Or you're having trouble potty training? Well, what are you doing about it? And it's just so nice. And whether whatever you're going through, it's just very nice to be able to come together with other people that are like-minded and find out that they're going through similar struggles or they've been through similar struggles and that we can get through this together. So let's stop judging and let's start loving and being more like Christ in everything that we say and do. And just know that Christ is who we're working for. It's not your boss. It's the Lord. Thank you so much. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you. Bye-bye. Ah, it's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home. Your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters. Even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. E. coli has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. E. coli keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way. And their termite control is legendary. So call E. coli today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.